What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. You, you look at all of the, the diet trends right now and they tell you to, especially like, you know, mainstream, they, they tell you to restrict and the calories in and calories out and that sort of thing. And then when I was, as I was reading, you know, your, your webpage, I just thought, cool, I can have this. Wow, I can eat this. I've, I've never heard of anybody saying that you can eat butter and bacon and be happy with this. It's episode 103 of the Simple Human Podcast with your host, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is Ryan Barker and Jonathan Warshaw, co-owners of Cityside CrossFit in Houston, Texas. Ryan is my brother-in-law. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment with my good friend, Zach. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Dib. Wait, how are you, Rick? You sound really surprised every time you're like, episode 103? Yeah, I know. Like, like we did Oh, we did my it. God, they we, haven't shut us down Yeah, yet. like iTunes somehow hasn't figured out that we should not be uh, free to the public. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, my wife is in Orlando. And Why is she in Orlando? She's speaking at like a at an education conference. That sounds like I was uh, loading you up to say I didn't know why she was. Oh so yeah, that's so. Feel free to brag on her. So she, a special well, lady. Yeah, so she is she is there. Some I don't know what what segment of education it is or sector or whatever. But her mom, who's a principal in the Austin area, went with her, and um, one of their one of her students, one of her college students, went with them as well. So they are gone, and so I am I am left alone with three children. Which which how often does that? But, but we were talking about this before. Yeah. How often does this happen? Where like uh, one of you, either you or your wife, goes out of town for? Well, I guess it happens all the time for you because yeah. you kind of do a lot of traveling. But, yes. So my uh, wife is very. I, I can honestly say, since we've had both kids, that's happened uh, one time. And it was when I was in the uh, when we moved down here, uh, and I was in the uh, the Texas uh, Police Academy to get my certification. Yeah. And uh, Anna's uh, basically like a grandmother figure. She wasn't uh, her blood grandmother, but she was married to Anna's granddad. Uh, she passed away, and the funerals in Kansas. And so Anna, uh, I couldn't go because I couldn't miss any time. Uh, you had to be there for a certain number of, number of hours, so yeah. I didn't go. But Anna went to Kansas for the funeral, took the kids, and. Uh, that's the only time I can recall ever. Yeah. That, like it's been well, like, a, Oh, I'm gone and you're gone or whatever. Well, for me, it's, I, I'm usually gone anywhere pro- averaging three or four nights a month. So it's not a ton, but she's used to, you know, and any time that I can get back and help, cause it's kind of a hassle getting them all three to school. I mean, they're on two, oh, di- yeah. they're on two yeah. different campuses, but you got to, you know, one of them is in elementary school, so she can't be late. Whereas like daycare, you can like, you know, you can be late. There's not like a, a yeah, on I'm time. paying you. Yeah. You shut up. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but that, that sort of reminds, so I, I'm gone a lot and then I go, I went to the, 
the Georgia Alabama game, and I have the tournament yeah, champions. I feel like you guys do a lot of this, like, yeah. uh, hey, I'm gonna go for whatever weekend. But oh, what okay, it, sounds good. I'll take care of all three by yeah. myself. So, but whenever that happens, like every for every trip that I go on, she has a trip or something. Like she has a girls' trip that she goes on in the spring, and like so we and like we make it we make it pretty fair. But whenever she, it seems like whenever she's gone. Something like crazy always happens. Like, and and I I never tell her that it happens yeah, because not. I don't want her to like feel Think bad that while or she freak leaves out. The, like the apocalypse is happening. Now I tell time. her after the fact, you know. So here, so here's a couple things. So the first one of the first times she, she went out of town, left left me alone with all three of them. This has been about six months ago. My son was probably about a, uh, I guess more, it was about a year ago. So he he's been he's about a year old. So I take them up. It's like a Saturday morning. I take them to this little kids museum here in town. So we're all up there playing in the museum. My son's crawling all over everything and drooling all over everything, and we're all having a great time. And I look down at his hands, and he's like, "There's like an ant bite on his hand." Like a, he's got you know. I was like, oh, "There's ants around here. What in the world?" It's like one of those like it looks like a zit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm trying to like pop it and stuff. You know how you do. And he's crying, and I'm sure you're not supposed to do that. But yeah, yeah. I don't think you are. So then I, t- I lay him down for his nap, and then I and I tell Jen like, "Yeah, we were at the park, or he got you know bit by an ant or something." Well then. I, w- I wake up, or he wakes up from his nap, and he's got them all over his hands, all <laughs> over his like feet, and I like Google, like you know, and it's and it's hand, foot, mouth disease, which hmm. is like super contagious, right? Yeah. And I we've never n- n- none of our other kids ever had that. I didn't. I had no idea like what that was, and so so that was that was one thing. So I had to deal with hand, foot, mouth disease for like three days and then like the next time she went out of town this was like a spring break i think it was like another like conference that she went on that night my daughter who's just like me and throws up every 45 seconds um <laughs> get you know, wakes up and she has thrown up all over herself and it's 1 30 in the morning and i have you know i have the alarm set we usually set our alarm when the you know at, at night and that's important to the story for just you set your alarm at night. Explain yeah. that. What do you oh, mean? Like our, our house alarm. Like oh, okay. I think it's an alarm clock. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. Right. So it, it's by the uh, way, there's no more worthless way to spend money than a residential burglary alarm. Why? I. It's already happened. If someone's going to break into your house and the well, alarm it, goes off, well, it takes like two seconds to grab some stuff and go. Oh well. It's well, not going to scare anybody well, from not the only thing you just uh, you know a loud like rrr, 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 yeah. will get attention. You want one of those, but like that's what it these ha- that's silent what it is. burglar no, alarm no, no, no. Ours is, is stupid. Ours is like so. Ha, ha, that that plays into the story too. It's extremely loud. Okay. Okay, that's good then. Yeah, that, that, I, I will approve of okay. that. Okay. Well, and also that's police approved. Well, and also like it it tells me if my garage door is up or down, and so I I can if I forget to do the garage door. Yeah, I mean there's some cool yeah. aspects of it. Right, yeah. Right. Okay. So anyway. So she has thrown up all over herself. It is all over. I go in there. It's dark, and I don't want to turn all the lights on because she shares room with our other daughter, who's like you know wide-eyed, staring like what in the world's going on. There's throw up all over her bed, all over her the ladder of the bunk bed. It's falling. It's got on the carpet. So I'm already kind of like freaking out. I I woke up. So I go. I take her into the bathroom. I'm doing the bath. She's throwing up more, and and so there's throw up all over the. She's and she's about to throw up again in the toilet, and she's like, Dad, I'm gonna throw up. So. Right as she's about to throw up, I just I decide I'm gonna like flip up the lid of the toilet. Well, she's leaned over the toilet, so I just like <laughs> smack her right in the face with the toilet lid, and right as she's throwing up, right as the throw up is coming. So at that, when I hit her in the face with the toilet lid, it like like throw up goes everywhere, and not the lid, the seat. It was it was I could have should have just left it, you know. 
So I get her in the shower, and by this time, I've just turned all the lights on. I'm just like, the heck with this, you know? So I turn all the lights on. I'm freaking out. Now I've got, oh, she's in there in the bath, like screaming, crying, going crazy. I've got to try to get all the sheets off the bed and clean up the the stuff that's on the carpet, get my other daughter settled back down. And it's it's like, then I've got to get the bucket and get the wipies. And then I've got to lay out like a pallet like in our room for her to sleep on and throw up for the rest of the night. Because I'm thinking this is like a long time thing. So I'm, I'm like, I kind of in, there's a lot of stuff to do and I'm by myself, right? So about this time, I go get the bucket, air quotes. It's like a pitcher, a plastic pitcher. And I okay. go I go into the kitchen with it to get like a Walmart bag to stick down in it. And I and and I in my in my urban fury <laughs> I'm gonna throw this pitcher down onto the ground, just like oh, throw it down and then it's gonna bounce around. I'm gonna pick it up and then we're gonna I'm gonna continue. I just a little release that it was which I don't do very much anymore, but it, I think it was warranted Based on the circumstances, maybe. So I, I raise back and I throw that pitcher down, a plastic pitcher, and it shatters like it's made of glass. Okay, <laughs> man, you've been lifting, I guess. Yeah, and I am standing directly under the glass shatter detector <sighs> of that alarm. So as soon as I that thing shatters and breaks, the alarm. <laughs> I mean, like crazy, like the it'll, it'll, like, it'll like wake the neighbors up. So my so my son wakes up because the alarm thing is right oh next to gosh. his room. So now he's awake and he's screaming and crying. It's like it was, the, and I didn't tell Jen any of that until like she got home. I had I took pictures like of the aftermath to like show her, but I didn't See, want her. At least to... I can say this about your family and you and you know your DNA. You guys. Uh, are prone to the outburst of rage, <laughs> but at least you can instantly turn it off and recognize, oh, oh it's boy. time to laugh. It says, I got to take pictures of this. This right. is funny. <laughs> right. Like this is, this is something I need to document. Yeah. So that's so nothing like that has happened so far. I've got, uh, I've got a couple more days of this. Um, the house is, is messy, you know, like I don't, I don't go to the, yeah, I'm going to ask you, do you try to like uh, have it in immaculate condition when, when she comes home and, and she's coming home? Here's the, here's the best part. She gets home on her birthday. So it's oh. like, so I've got to have, you know, not only do I have to have the house perfect and then it's got, I've got the birthday to think about. We've already like started writing cards and I've got her present. It's already, it's already coming. What'd you get her? Uh, she wanted a single serve, like coffee, like a Cuisinart coffee, uh, maker. Mm. Uh, like it's just a single serve. Like she's had the one she's had for a long time. I make my own coffee with an AeroPress and all this stuff. <laughs> so. I also uh, drink all my artisanal vodka from uh, <laughs> mason jars, and I go to an antique beard comb store. <laughs> I drink whiskey. I know I'm making fun of you that you're a hipster. Oh right. Um, okay. Well, I think let's let's get to the interview um, with Ryan and, and John, which is a funny interview. Uh, very, very two very smart guys. Um, and we had a good good time talking to them. But before we do that, uh, go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. There are links to everything that you could ever want there. Go to the store page and, and buy a consult and a reset and click the Alt-Shift banner and buy the Alt-Shift book uh, and uh, do a Simply Human reset. Did I, did I say that already? Um, Not sure. And I think we're going we're, we're gonna to do a T-shirt sale, and I'm going to do it like my wife, my wife does T-shirts. <laughs> hmm. 
That mm. did not come out right. Clip, clip that. Yes. Out of yeah. The show. <laughs> Christian can do a uh, drop of that. Um, but she like I'm gonna do, open the sale up for a week. We're gonna do black long sleeve simply human shirts with yellow writing. And I'm going to open it up for a week. I think black with yellow writing is probably going to be the most popular yeah. color, by the way. And we're because do... I have the yellow one with black writing. Yeah. It's just yellow shirt. Yeah. When am I going to wear a yellow shirt? Right, right. Way to go, idiot. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, hey, that's one of the things I used to pay you with. <laughs> that is uh, true. I did get it's a part of, t-shirt. It's part of your salary. And one Genghis Grill bowl. <laughs> Uh, whatever uh, um, yeah you need to report that on your taxes uh, next year $7.94 <laughs> oh man so we're going to do I'm going to open it up for a week I'm going to put it on the Facebook page anybody that wants a shirt can buy one and then I will know how many shirts to get that way I don't have a ton of shirts uh, left over but uh, also I will put in the show notes a link to the JASA retreat uh, which we will talk about uh, Jen and I are doing a talk at the retreat and then I think I'm doing like a habit workshop Jason Side, Sarah Fergoso Jim Laird uh, Kirk Parsley uh, is going to be there uh, Lucy Hendricks Dave Wilson it's going to be great so go to, wow. uh, go to the show notes and, I, and I'll it, it'll be on the Facebook page every every few uh, weeks I, I'll post the, the link to that on the uh, on the on the Facebook page so yes and by the way may, may I say something yes no I love how this is the first time I'm ever going to ask permission to yeah. thank you to ever for everyone that has uh, taken the time out of their day to give us a star rating on yeah, iTunes I don't know what happened yeah. but literally in the last month we have gotten uh, about 50 additional yeah. stars we were sitting right around uh, 100 or so and literally it's almost at, uh, last I checked it was like 147 I have no idea what happened why uh, well, you know, all of a sudden everyone's done that but thank you for those of you who have done that uh, and if you haven't done that do that and if you haven't done it and you're going to do that terrific and leave us a little sentence because I love reading those it make my day just to see you know what you enjoy about the Simply Human podcast. Yeah, and uh, I, I was on the the uh, Barbells and Bone 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 Broth podcast. Uh, I was recently I did a sleep deal with Jason Sive on the All Shift podcast, and then two episodes later he had Rob Wolf on, who we are probably going to have on in February. Stay tuned for that, Rob Wolf. Um, and then I was I was interviewed yesterday for the Evolved Recovery with Kendall Kendrick and Susan McCauley, who we've had on yeah. the show. We we did a, a habit. Uh, discussion, which is going to come out in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. So I've, it's been kind of fun to uh, uh, to be on uh, other podcasts. I'm going to have no one wants to have me on their podcast because <laughs> I do nothing. Hey, you were on Ruel's podcast. That is true. I uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Thank you, Ruel. And Vinny. We've done two of those. Yeah, and Vinny Porter. Vinny. Well, that was with you though. Yeah. Uh, I'm just your sidekick. I'm your Robin to your Batman. Ooh, Robin. Hey, there's no shame. No shame. Being um, like uh, like us on Facebook and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Periscope at SimplyHuman52. Email the show SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com or SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. Gonna, yeah, you're there. You're uh, going to get that out? I was going to try to say something funny, but I didn't. All right. So let's get to the interview with Ryan and Jonathan. We talked about their background. CrossFit, limited range of motion, city-side CrossFit culture, getting started, fitness for life, nutrition, test, retest, knowing your goals. You have to do some work in all areas and what they enjoy about life. Here they are. Joining us today on the Simply Human Podcast, episode 103, uh, a special number uh, for Rick, because that's how old his grandmother was when she was killed in a car accident. That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> I felt like a pigeon you hold yourself into a funny story when you said 103 is a special number. And <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Uh, we have on the line with us Ryan Barker, who has who has been 
mentioned many times on the show as, oh, yes, as yes. someone who we want, who wish we could be. Um, and, of course. And his, the co-owner of Cityside, uh, was Cityside CrossFit? Are you talking, is that how you say it? Or just Cityside Gym? What, what, what verb do y'all use, or adjective do y'all use there? Yeah, Cityside. The noun. You're looking for a noun. Noun. What noun yeah. do you use there? <laughs> The Cityside CrossFit. The Cityside CrossFit. John Warshaw, welcome to the show, guys. Well, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Sweet. All right. Well, they're, they are at the gym now and uh, probably have their shirts off. They're probably doing uh, pull-ups or something, one-handed pull-ups with each other, grass holding each other in each other's arms. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, we're spotting each other on a heavy set of uh, one-armed pull-ups. <laughs> doing some donkey calf raises this yeah. afternoon. Uh, but Okay, so Ryan, we'll start with you. Just give us a little bit about your background. Uh, I will say... Because I know you won't say it, and you can start before this if you if you want to. But Ryan left the university that we went to as the conference all time leader in RBIs and doubles. So I wanted to throw that out there. So go, Ryan. Years ago, yeah, <laughs> years ago. Um, as if you don't know already, I am your brother in law. Yes, so people should know this. Yes, um, I have made children with your sister. You did. <laughs> Mark, please elaborate on that. <laughs> not, not no, um, no, I grew up in Houston. I went to Abilene Christian University, played baseball there where I met you. Yes. Um, played a summer of semi-pro ball after that, kind of bounced around the Austin area with some baseball uh, lessons, uh, facility instruction type stuff, and then moved to Houston and um, started a career job in the oil and gas business, and then um, moved on to this uh, CrossFit thing. Who who actually uh, introduced you to this type of movement pattern? The first time I ever heard of CrossFit was from yourself. Oh, well. <laughs> I remember exactly. <laughs> You're welcome, Mark. Or <laughs> <laughs> at Old Ironsides. Is that the right name? That's of these correct. Shows? The street we lived on, yes. And uh, you were showing me a main site workout, and I had no idea what it was yeah. or what you were talking about, and I kind of ignored you because <laughs> you were telling me that you were following that. But, um, I mean, that was probably at least a year before I even started or even attempt- or did my first workout. So Right. I had known about it for a while, but and I and uh, one other thing, uh, what was I going to mention? Hold on, it was going to be about real professional interview, Mark. Well, <laughs> I can edit all this out. Um, <laughs> no, oh yeah, don't no, you the, dare. A funny story, a funny story, because I when I was when you were playing baseball, I worked for the TV station. And there's one funny... We both were. Yes. Well, you yes. had gone on at the time of this story. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and so this is, this is something, a funny thing that happened one time. When I came out to do like a, pre- a season preview of the baseball team, so I talked to the coach and then I was talking to Ryan. And Ryan, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this, you were like super nervous. And it was just like, it was like me and you talking, but we had this camera guy and it was kind of awkward. And I remember the quote you said was, uh, if we just, you know, win... Uh, all of our road games, and then win all of our home games. That we would, we'll do. That's what we want to do. It's like so. You basically said, we just need to go undefeated. Is it, don't you want to win all the games? Though? Yeah, that is a correct statement. I remember that. I was a little slightly Be- beauty yeah. and simplicity, even then. Yeah. All right. So, John, uh, now it is your turn. Tell us your uh, your background. Where you, how you got to where you are today. It's my turn. Um, I grew up in in Miami, Florida. Uh, I grew up playing uh, a lot of different sports. I think like most kids, uh, 
do when they are, are growing up. Um, ended up focusing uh, mostly on football and went to Georgia Tech and played uh, football for the Yellow Jackets for three seasons, at which point I had to make a decision if I saw myself uh, more likely having a career as a professional football player or a professional engineer, and I chose engineering, fortunately. Uh, so when I, I stopped playing football, I was living at the time with a guy that I had played on the team. Oh, no. Stopped playing, and he ended up getting big into powerlifting. And so as my workout partner, I dutifully got involved a, a little bit in, in powerlifting with him. Kind of bounced around um, doing various things uh, fitness-wise for the next probably four or five years uh, until I moved to Houston. And it was uh, a couple years after that, so 2011, um, that I started CrossFit. And that's when I met Ryan. And the rest is history. And actually, the rest is history. Rick, right. if you'll hear, Rick, the uh, the Echo, they are actually in their gym right now. And, and our loyal listeners will remember a story that I told once. Yes, I remember this very well. About getting to that to the gym, and Ryan was in, like, <laughs> Bangladesh or something, and his room was locked, and I had to sleep in my underwear <laughs> on the sweaty couch. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was the worst. That uh, was when I lived in the gym. Yeah, yeah, started, yeah. That was awful. So go back and read that story. So, uh, you guys own a CrossFit gym. So we, you know, we kind of go back and forth with with guests on the show. We have some people that uh, are don't do CrossFit, and we have people that do CrossFit. So kind of give us your. I know CrossFit is obviously it's a uh, it's a lightning rod. Yeah, you know, people either hate it or they say it's causing injury or they say that it's uh it's the best thing ever like talk about also how many times has someone like told you a joke about yeah uh, i got cornered at a party and the guy was uh crossfit and a vegan so he never stopped talking ever like how many jokes like that have you ever heard oh that's a daily thing yes if not uh on social media we it's an everyday thing for sure so address that like how do you guys feel about all that stuff um well myself i Clearly, you could probably ask any of my uh, coaches in the past. I was not a big guy on working out. I was (laughs) more interested in playing the game. So um, training and nutrition, um, taking care of myself in that degree was not something that I focused on. Um, And CrossFit is what made me fall in love with actually understanding how to work out, uh, nutrition, all those things. So... um, I guess that's to me is such a huge thing that um, got me started with it and got me wanting to uh, spread that on as well because uh, it's it's definitely something that um, made me fall in love with that part of it. So, well, and and I think we you know um, when we started and, and certainly when we started uh, Cityside CrossFit. Uh, our backgrounds, uh, you know, as far as exposure to weight training and, and working out and, and those types of things definitely fell into a more traditional strength and conditioning realm. Um, you know, being collegiate athletes, um, playing major sports, uh, you know, obviously the, the protocol for football and for baseball is going to be a little bit different, but, um, you know, there are certain foundational things that are in both of, 
what would be strength programs for, for each of those sports that would be common. And so, you know, having that prior experience, I know for me, when, when we started um, the gym, it was, it was really important to incorporate some of those foundational things into, you know, what we wanted to be at the heart of, of how we were, you know, bringing the, the CrossFit's methodology to people. So, right. you know, certainly, um, you know, broad increases in work capacity or, you know, increased work capacity across broad time and modal domains, the kind of um, CrossFit summation for, for fitness um, is, is definitely girded by uh, a strong strength component. And so if nothing else, you know, people that come to fitness through us are going to get stronger. <laughs> right. Yeah. So let's talk about sort of y'all's, uh, and you can do it one at a time that that's working well to speak, uh, individually. Um, talk about your movement philosophy as personally, not as a coach, but as, as, you know, Ryan Barker, as an individual, what is sort of your movement philosophy? What are the movements that are most important? What do you focus on the most? Uh, I guess just to jump off of Jonathan there, the strength part of it. Um, I never really had an issue. Um, I guess I was lucky getting into a lot of these movements that we do, um, in CrossFit, such as overhead squat, um, squatting position, getting in that full range of motion, um, a lot of different things. So I guess I'm kind of lucky on that. Uh, we've really been focusing a lot on, I guess, as we get older and we kind of start to understand more cause we're always learning, um, uh, this, the range of motion that we talk about that all the time, but taking care of yourself, stretching, um, you know, cooling down, um, that's become such a huge part for us. And I think we've kind of been passing that along to our gym. Um, yeah, uh, I think definitely it's been, it's been interesting. I know for me personally, uh, to have, had the uh, exposure previously to uh, again, uh, you know, the traditional kind of strength and conditioning yeah. um, environment, and and now through CrossFit, being exposed to the importance of um, positions as it relates to achieving these kind of strength and conditioning goals. Obviously, you know, CrossFit is predicated on on being functional and and taking you through. Um, uh, you know, functional movement patterns and a part of that being able to express a full range of motion. And whereas Ryan never really had to deal with limitations there, that's been something that has been kind of my bugaboo since I started. Um, but I've actually enjoyed almost as much as anything else is starting to realize better position and seeing how that correlates to my fitness improving. Right. Now, I know you guys are probably all obviously partial to CrossFit because it's your business and all your thing, but do you see kind of CrossFit as one of those many roads that lead to the same destination type things like uh, CrossFit may not be for everyone or is it more like, hey, you know, there can be some elements out of it that, that right. everyone needs to be applying? Is there another way to do it, I should say? Well, I, I, think, that, I think part of the genius of what Glassman did was he, he pitched the biggest tent, if you will. Um, <laughs> and, and so he's... he's <laughs> Mark, you're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, so, you know, he's, he's kind of 
in CrossFit, the brand, the trademarked entity, um, to kind of capture a lot of different different parts of of the fitness industry. Um, and, and so, you know, almost anything can kind of fall under the CrossFit banner, but they're very careful about what they will then in turn label CrossFit. And, and that's perhaps, you know, that's, that's another discussion. But um, I, I certainly think that, uh, you know, a, a lot of people are intimidated. Uh, they feel like, you know, they need to be in shape before they start CrossFit. This uh, is one reason why I'm scared away from CrossFit, because – I don't know. For like a man who's 35, I feel like I'm in right. probably pretty average shape, but I'm definitely not, uh, you know, I don't look like a superhero with my clothes off like you guys do. So, I mean, that's <laughs> oh, part thanks, of the Rick. That's intimidation sweet. of that's regular. Sweet. That's know. sweet of you, Rick. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, I'm not talking about you, Oh, shirtless deadlift <laughs> man. <laughs> right, and, and it's, you know, I, I think every, every gym ends up with um, with uh, a certain character, um, and uh, I think it's it, it reflects the, the community that's at that gym, and, and for a variety of reasons, you know, our location, um, kind of our, our age and, and demographic, we, we're a younger gym. We've got a lot of uh, younger members. We've got a lot of members that are, you know, former athletes that uh, kind of like us have previous experience um, with, uh, you know, strength and conditioning. So um, while we do tend to be a younger membership, you know, we certainly don't shy away from, uh, you know, encouraging people that are kind of new to to a world of fitness, you know, older folks from coming in. And, and again, you know, I think um, one of the things that CrossFit maybe does very well is, um, you know, this ideal of, uh, ideal of being universally um, kind of scalable, that it's a um, you know, a difference of degree and not kind necessarily right. uh, as far as what benefits people the most um, when trying to to become fitter. Yeah, and you, you mentioned uh, the culture of your gym, and I've visited there many times, and uh, uh, it's, it, it is a very unique culture. I've been to a lot of different gyms around the country, and you guys definitely have a unique thing going. And, and But it's not, it isn't, it's, you know, by and large, it, it's, former athletes it's very athletic people with with limited range of motion who can walk on their hands for thousands of of <laughs> yards without stopping um but uh you do i can't think of a couple of people just off the top of my head that you guys do have some folks that don't have that athletic background so what is your philosophy on getting someone who is uh kind of like starting from scratch how do you work them in? Yeah, say I like I I walked in, and I know you, Ryan. I'm look a little bit different than when you probably last remember me, but like I've never met you, John. But I'm just kind of average guy. Uh, I mean, I 35, uh, six foot, maybe about 185, 190. Uh, I do some things kind of well, but not very many things very well. So where do you start with just a you know a dad bod like me that wanders <laughs> right. in? And I'll uh, go off of that. I'll let John talk about our foundations class that we take a lot of pride in. Um, you know, I, th I think a great thing that CrossFit does is they give you um, kind of this template, and you can do whatever you want with that. E every gym is completely different. Um, and I'm sure there's gyms that uh, do things. Well, our gym, we like Jonathan has said, we, we've programmed and wanted to uh, run this gym as when we started, we said we wanted the workouts to be what we would want to do every day, right? Well, that's not going to be how every gym is. Every gym's going to um, have their own um, niche, and they're going to go off that. So they, you can always find a gym where 
uh, you may fit in. And it's not saying that we're wrong or we're right, but all of these um, CrossFit gyms that, uh, you know, Glassman's given these guys the opportunity to uh, do whatever they want. Um, so you can always find one. I think they're all different. I think people need to, uh, you know, search around and see which one fits them the best. Um, and, and then going to our foundations work, did John take that over? Yeah, uh, you know, I think we are, we, we go to great lengths to make sure that uh, people that are new to uh, CrossFit, new to fitness in general, new to our gym even, um, we have maybe a little bit more exhaustive intro program uh, than some gyms might offer. So as someone new, we would have you go through uh, basically a month-long foundations class that meets uh, three times a week for four consecutive weeks. So you get, uh, you know, 12 hours of instruction in a small setting where, you know, we're, we're really teaching, um, we're teaching movement. We're starting to present, um, you know, the, the basics of, of some of the nutrition concepts. We're introducing people to the ideas of, um, you know, how to restore your body and how to maintain your body through, you know, various uh, kind of mobility te- uh, techniques and mobilizations. I think he said teats. Um, he said teats, Rick. I did. Yeah. Hmm. Um, uh-huh. and, and, and actually, you know, something that might be a little new, uh, unique too is, is we put all of our foundations people through a little uh, strength cycle. So we, we try and make sure that we're preparing people for the loading that we present, you know, on a day-to-day here with just the, the group um, CrossFit classes. Um, so, you know, we, 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 we make sure that, you know, new members, old members, that, that people never are, are losing focus of, uh, you know, the things that can be done in the other 23 hours that you're not in the gym. Um, that can, you know, improve performance, but we're also, you know, this is, uh, hopefully there's, there's an eye on longevity with all this too. So, um, you know, it's about creating, you know, fitness for, for life for people. Um, and, and as much as, you know, that is results from an increased awareness of all these other things, we try and make sure that we're, that we're bringing that to our members. I'm going to build on that very, uh, very quickly. Uh, the four pillars of the Simply Human lifestyle, obviously we've covered move like a human, but the other three that we feel like are just important are eat like a human, sleep like a human, and enjoy life like a human. And you right. kind of started to touch on this with your foundations class, but what's the nutrition? What, what, what kind of, uh, what are you guys teaching there as far as that's concerned? You know, uh, <laughs> CrossFit in their level one seminars uh, covers uh, zone um, prescription. Uh, you know, the, the paleo is, is something that's very popular within um, the CrossFit community. Ryan and I have both played around with a lot of different uh, nutritional approaches. Um, Most of those coming from you, Mark. <laughs> Most of those, yeah. Uh, hopefully not, and, and hopefully actually, not vegan. Um, no. Yeah, I've I've played a, a lot of uh, or off of a lot of what Ryan has done um, with respect to nutrition. Um, you know, I, I think we we encourage people to um, to eat more whole foods. You know, single ingredient foods. Um, I don't know that we necessarily stand to advocate for one thing or another. 
Um, and as much as we want people to understand that what they put in their body is going to have a direct impact on the way they perform in the gym. Um, and, you know, consistent with uh, the experimentation that goes on in here on a day-to-day -day basis with each individual, you know, running these experiments on their body, you know, play with different nutritional things and, and see what that outcome is on performance. Um, again, one of the beautiful things about CrossFit is this idea of test-retest. Yeah. And I think you get to put that um, to the tests regularly uh, with nutrition in addition to a, a lot of different things. So, um, you know, different things work for, for different individuals, but there's, you know, definitely um, in terms of, of advocating for a quote-unquote clean diet. So, you know, trying to you know, limit the amount of, of processed foods that you're taking in, trying to eat, um, you know, meats and vegetables and seeds and nuts. Again, you can get back to the CrossFit definition of fitness and a and hundred words and, and that prescription. Um, but, uh, again, providing people kind of a, a, a baseline and then, Hey, if you have additional questions, you know, we try and answer to the extent that, uh, our knowledge allows us, and and in the event that it exceeds that, you know we've got great resources like uh, like Mark to help uh, to help further guide if people want more information. Ryan, you want to do you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, not necessarily. I, I you know I, we've I've played around with a bunch of things uh, through you. I think Paleo, you were the one that kind of introduced me to that, and I know you wrote me up some stuff, um, and I know you've. The warrior diet was something I've played around with. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people in here have different goals. Uh, we have members that want to just lose weight. We have members that want to, you know, gain muscle. Um, and we have people that are competitive. And, you know, that level of competitiveness um, to compete uh, maybe at regional type level, you know, that takes a different type of right. uh, commitment. So we can cater to all of that. We've, we've dealt with all that. So. Yeah, I think knowing your goals is uh, is an important thing, and that knowing that if you just want to lose weight and be healthy, like the competitive class probably isn't where you want to be. Right. And if and if you want to compete at regionals, like you probably shouldn't do like the foundations course every month. Like you know, it's, and the same thing goes with nutrition. Like I know, like when I'm trying to put mass on my my uh, my nutrition looks different than if I'm trying to you know cut a little bit and it's just and and something you said a second ago like the test retest mindset isn't just in my opinion isn't just about movement uh you know you mentioned going finding a gym that works for you finding a culture that fits with your uh point of points of view and sort of where you are as a as a social being and you've got to you've got to figure that out you have to figure out okay what's the movement pattern that works best for me what's the you know within the human uh, definition of all of the, all of these behaviors but you know what how how can i you know figure out the best nutrition strategy for me and how what's the best way for me to sleep and what's the best way for me to to get the most out of life and i i think that test retest isn't just a movement thing it it goes uh, through all domains and you've got to, you've got to actually work uh, put in some work in all areas of life yeah and you and you got to do it you were talking about your pillars and, you know, being happy at a place that you're at. And um, Rick touched on this earlier. It, you know, CrossFit isn't the end all to all fitness. You know, there's people in here that love yoga, uh, Pilates, um, jiu-jitsu, spin, spin, spin whatever it is. You know, find what makes you happy um, and, and jump into that. 
Yeah, the other the other thing, Rick, that happened uh, right where they are is the story that I told on this podcast about me almost killing myself. Ah, that's right, where you dropped the bar <laughs> in your chest. Yeah. <laughs> almost snapped yourself yeah. in two. He, he, By the uh, way, if that happens again and I'm in charge of the podcast, uh, it's just all going to be fart noises. One, <laughs> one hour of fart noises. So nothing different. <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah. exactly the same <laughs> as we do well, now. It made me think of that when you mentioned yoga because we had done uh, – Wet yoga? Is that what it's called? Wet yoga, I believe is what it's I'm called. I'm sorry, what? Oh, hot yoga. Yeah, hot. it's hot yoga. Hot and wet That's yoga. Same and yet not at all. Yeah, Rick's mom is a big fan of Ah, uh, you yoga. stole the joke right out of my uh, mouth, you <laughs> SOB. Yeah, that was a, not a good day. Um, So no. let's, uh, another thing that you talked about. Well, you know what? Let's see. Let me, let me check the time here. We are at, you got about five minutes left. Okay, so let's do this. Let's go to the enjoy life part of it. Um, you guys, if you follow, uh, either of those guys on Instagram or if you, if you, uh, follow them on Facebook or anything, you know that these guys like to, like to have a good time and the enjoy life part, <laughs> yes. and not, not in a, not in a negative way. Like they, they know how to, uh, Ryan told me one time that they, you know, whenever they all go out to eat as like a big group, they all stack right. their phones at the end of the table and like the, the interaction I think is, is really important. That's what I mean. So talk about, um, you know, let's just do this. What is one thing, Ryan, and then I'll ask you, John, what is one thing that you do to make life more enjoyable or something that you enjoy about life? Oh, I knew you were going to ask this too, and I'm unprepared, but I guess that's the point of yeah. it, correct? Yes, correct. You know, I, I obviously, uh, as much as I can, and, and being up here, uh, you know, being a full-time coach, um, along with Ryan kind of owning and, and being responsible for the day-to-day operations and making sure this thing uh, runs uh, every day, you know, we're up here a lot. So as much as we can kind of get out of the gym uh, and enjoy life, and again, enjoy the benefit of the work we put in in the gym, outside of the gym, um, you know, be it, I, I know they just were in Big Bend this past weekend and, and being able to go out for yeah, a hike yeah. and, and go on a longer hike and not be limited by, you know, fatigue or, or whatever else. Um, personally, I like that I have a lot more energy to play with my three-year-old son. Um, he, there we go. he is uh, insane, as most three-year-olds are, and has limitless reserves of energy, so... I like that, you know, I can uh, chase him around until we're both blue in the face. And even more, I like that he likes spending time up here um, and has really, as much as, as anything else, is a part of, of the community and the group we have um, uh, up here. And, and really that, I mean, that gives me great joy that he, you know, obviously enjoys something that dad does and likes being at dad's work. Um, that's that's extremely rewarding for me. Yeah. And I think I think Ryan has a few kids over in Bangladesh. Is that where we said you went? <laughs> Not that I know uh, of. But he know he doesn't get to see them as much. Uh. <laughs> yeah, no, and just off of that, you know, I I do enjoy to um to travel, to uh do different things. And I think the the gym has allowed me um no matter how busy we are, we always find that time uh me and Jonathan to uh, you know, if, if I want to be gone, he covers for me or, or vice versa, you know, cause he's, he's a little bit more busier than I am, but, um, you know, it just introduced me to some great people. Um, you'll hear the word community every time yeah. you talk to somebody in the CrossFit world. Um, and it's true, you know, I've made some great friends here. Um, and this has allowed me to uh, have that opportunity to be able to travel, 
um, by myself or with these people that I've met here or to see my um, friends, family, even though y'all live too far away. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So We are here. So, you are yeah, there, I guess. Is the thing. Well, hey, how can, uh, wh- where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, all that, all that stuff. Uh, Instagram, Cityside CrossFit. We have a Twitter account. It is, we don't ever tweet. We, we don't. No, uh, it's Cityside CF, I believe. Tweetless. Well, yeah. And do the Instagram, and you'll see like the, the Big Ben pictures and stuff like that. And you guys post your workouts. Is it just CitysideCrossFit.com? Uh, Is that That's the. It. Yeah. So go to the website there and if, you know, follow along, see what they're doing. It's all great stuff. And, and you know, the, just last thing, it's like uh, John mentioned the, uh, the other 23 hours. And I think that's uh, such a huge thing to get out of that mindset that you, all you have to do is, you know, go to the gym for an hour and eat, you know, Nutrisystem out of a box. And that's the way to get healthy. And I think the, that, that could be like a t-shirt or something. The other 23 hours is like, that's, that's actually a really good idea, Mark. Uh, trademark. Trademark. Yeah. We got it first. So, yeah. It's like for people that work out, it's like, it's not about the workout. It's about everything else is so much more important. Your sleep and your stress management and, and, and not getting glued, you know, to a chair all the time, I think is, is an important point. So I just wanted to make sure that was, that was out there but uh i think we're out of time so guys this has been greatness um and uh hang out for just a second i'm gonna stop the recording but it's been a pleasure having you on thanks for doing this yeah thanks for having us guys we appreciate it you're listening to the simply human podcast thank you co-owners of cityside crossfit uh jonathan and uh ryan they have really cool uh shirts and apparel and stuff like I'm wearing like a hoodie right now, and they've got really cool like T-shirts, all d- random designs, and they just have their little taglines that they make up and put on shirts. And and I've got a bunch of them because he's my brother-in-law. Hmm. And uh, but you can go to their website and I think buy some of their stuff. Look at some of their stuff. It's all really really quality stuff. They are well. That was a good conversation too that we had with them because uh, I'm not saying I'm skeptical of CrossFit, but I know CrossFitters yeah. and some of them are kind of I don't. Yeah. Want to paint people with a broad brush? Well, they there is can be a, a little bit obnoxious, yeah. maybe, is, yeah. is how some people perceive them, because all they talk about is CrossFit. Yeah. And you know, for the regular people like me out there, like, oh yeah, CrossFit, get real good at exercise, right. swing kettlebell ten thousand times. But <laughs> you know, it's it's good to talk and, and kind of get the real, you know, yeah, the and, the, and, the more laid back CrossFit. And there, I mean, there like are that. some gyms like that where you walk in and they're just. By the way, like, I noticed they're not calling them boxes. Is that because they figured out that that's the douchiest thing you well, can call someone is a crossfit box yeah I th- they don't they don't do a lot of that stuff and i didn't want to you know they they like on all their shirts and stuff it just says city side so yeah that's all it says and so i because they they they're like bigger than crossfit like the label you know like they're doing really good stuff and there are coaches out there like that who are going to make you do a month of fundamental work before you start doing stuff you know if you're that's not, good man yeah so that's what i should probably do yeah so they just don't you know they just have a bunch of supermodels at their gym so they, there's not probably a lot of people going through the fundamentals class but they understand that uh yeah. and know that uh, that is very important so thank you guys those guys were awesome yeah. thanks dudes thanks dudes bros thanks um, dudes we will now get to another cool dude one of my friends one of my longest longest tenured friends uh a guy named That's Z- a, no that works you yeah. can say that a guy named zach small uh who we don't mention this in the uh in the recording, but uh, his little sister dated uh, the lone survivor, Marcus Luttrell, for a long time. Uh, so he's got all these crazy stories about that guy. But uh, it's kind of cool to be sort of connected to the famous lone survivor guy. Yeah. 
Hmm. Um, anyway, so Zach, we played football together in high school, and his uh, now his anyway, we have a lot of connections, and he's just a really funny guy, and it's been it's been a long time coming to have Zach on the show. So here is Zach Small. So Rick, Zach, and I met uh, in sixth grade. Mm. He was he was basically as he was one of those guys that was as like big as an adult when he was in like sixth and seventh grade. So he was on. He was the quarterback of our football team. He was the star basketball player. He was the cool kid, Rick. Oh, okay. So I know it wasn't you, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> well, so one funny story about Zach and Zach. Zach had an older sister who played soccer, who now lives in Abilene and is married to a very famous individual, a guy named Benny Wiley, who was a string coach at Texas Tech and at Texas and Tennessee. Um, and so there is uh, Zach's. Uh, brush with greatness. His brother-in-law is famous. Um, that, so, that, is, that is as close as I've, as I've ever gotten to like being a celebrity. Yeah, <laughs> you can thank your sister. And so, and Zach's <laughs> niece, Zach's niece is in my son's class. We have all these crazy connections. But so, so one of my favorite Zach stories um, is I was eighth grade. I was really trying to be cool, and I had some like an a- a Eddie Bauer shirt and some <laughs> and some Vans and like some some Jabot jeans, <laughs> and I was all like excited about how like good I look. I'd really put a lot of effort into my my fashion for that particular day, and which, it, which is a big statement for Mark, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Put a lot of thought into what he was wearing. Right. So I'm mean, like, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. You know, like I'm walking into class. And we have this like assembly. So we're all in the gym, and I'm walking up, thing, like seeing all my friends, and I'm like, yeah, I'm looking really cool. And like Zach, like yells out over like the entire like section of hundreds of kids. He yells this out. I'll never forget it. Here's how not to dress in the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> and it just like cried, like crushed me. <laughs> I was this little impressionable, and so I'll, I mean I've never forgotten that. And uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I ever will. So anyway, <laughs> but uh, there's another story we've told on the podcast before about a, a friend of mine who fell asleep in class who had a hole in his boxers and a hole in his jeans, and when he, and, and they weren't in the right in the same place. But when he when he went to sleep, he like turned his legs and the holes lined up, and his balls were basically just hanging out of his jeans. <laughs> that was Zach. So, uh, <laughs> so Zach, I think uh, I gave him a little uh, uh, pl- uh, heads up. And uh, I think you have a couple of stories. So, which, what do you have for us today, Zach? Well, so, so here's the thing. Like, I've come up with three, and one of them does involve you, and then the other two, like you would, you would. One of them is just me. The other one, you would know the people involved. But um, so I can do, and I guess this was in like ninth or tenth grade. But it's the time you tackled somebody and got his cleat right in your balls. Half uh, an hour. I re- <laughs> I, re- I remember who that was and who we were playing and uh, that was our s- yeah, you, that was our yeah, freshman you, you year. Would re- you would remember like the who we were playing and like what grade we were in much better than I was. Yes, I, I was a we were a freshman and it was Lance okay. Easterling. Do you remember him? I do. Yeah he, was, yeah, he went to Plano East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, but we were playing like one of the. I totally forgot that was him. Yeah, so he was playing quarterback, and so I was playing outside linebacker, and this, he like turned up field, and I was like engaged in a block or something. So I turn right as he passes me to try to like, 
you know, jump jump on him. Is that how you say that? And think, so, yeah. somehow his heel, as he's running, something like hit me. And I mean, it was like I passed out. I, I, they took me out of the game. I was a little, I was like lightheaded the rest of the game. And the next morning, I swear, I mean, it was really scary. Like my uh, testicles were like, if you put your two, if you put your two like fists together, like I woke up and like looked down. It was, it was like, I, it was really scary. Like it obviously was fine, but they were like all bruised and it was horrible. Now, Zach, when you're watching this happen, because Mark can't really provide this perspective. Was it just like Mark out of nowhere just completely goes limp and falls down and everyone's like, what the hell just happened to him? Because obviously he didn't just get, you know, you know, ghost faced and like yeah. his head blown up like he just fell down or what? What happened? Well, so like, you know, I, back then, this is freshman year, so I, I, I played quarterback, which means I, I really didn't play defense, although pretty much everybody did. So, yeah, like I'm on the, I'm on the sidelines and I see like the play, but I can't really see what happens. And then, like, I see all of our guys, like, huddled around somebody on the ground, and I'm like, dude, this is serious. Like, I'm thinking... <laughs> Everyone's taking a knee. And, 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 and he's not he's not moving. So I'm thinking, like, concussion or, I mean, like, something really bad happened. And so I'm kind of like, you know, some of the guys kind of start to come over because the coaches are out there and everyone's kind of breaking up that huddle. And I'm like, I'm like, guys, what's going on? Like, I'm really nervous. And they're like, um, it's Mark. I'm, I'm like, okay, what, what like... Is he okay? And they're like, no, he's passed out cold. And I'm like, oh my god, like he's he's got a concussion or something. Like, oh no, 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 he got uh, he took a cleat in the balls. I'm like, and I'm, I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, apparently, like I, I saw it happen. Like he landed right on this guy's heel and hit him right in the balls. I'm like, and he passed out. Yeah. Well, I remember like, there's yeah, he just passed out. There's so, there's video like, of it, and Coach Grimes. On the video, oh, on video, yeah, you see him uh, as they're out there like dealing with me. You see him like I'm sitting up, and I've come to you know, and they he gets me by my armpits and lifts me up and drops me like twice. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I, guess, I guess he thought he, like <laughs> he was trying to like make him go back down or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like he was, dude, well, like, he, probably, like, he was a health coach like, too. The so. Yeah. Part. The best part of the whole story was like they took Mark out of the game completely for like a whole half yeah. because he passed out. I missed. And the this rest is like we're talking nineteen ninety five, ninety six. That yeah, era. Like ninety five. Ninety five. Like ninety four, ninety five. So like uh, and, uh, this is in the in the realm of like uh, you know player safety where a guy gets a concussion and you literally just go, "How many fingers am I right. holding up?" Yes. Oh, six. Yeah. Close enough. Get right. back in there. Right. But they'll remove him yeah, from an know. entire game for a whole half. Because, huh, why is Rogers out of the game? Uh, he got his ball smashed in. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, let's uh, stop yeah, the game. Let's cordon off an area for that helicopter uh, to land and have him care flight into the uh, trauma center. Here. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well. it, it's like the best part of the whole thing was to like bring Mark over and they put him on the bench. Yeah, I remember this. Ex- and, yeah. and like, I have never seen anybody in my life look like more dejected, <laughs> like, just sitting there by himself. <laughs> Like, just, I mean, like, like totally, like, stone-faced, like, just completely dejected with his helmet on. He never took his helmet off. Man, that's a really good memory that you have. Like, full pads, helmet on, just, like, head down. And so one of the coaches comes over to me and hands me an ice pack because the defense is, like, still on the field. And they're like, um, Zach, we need you to take this over to Mark and uh, get him to shove it down his pants. (laughs) 
and, and I, I'm like, why me? Like, we have a trainer. Yeah, that's the I best. Guess, like, why you? <laughs> the trainer asked him. He's like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, and so like, I go over to Mark, and I'm like, Mark, dude, you've got, dude, your balls are going to swell up. Dude, you've got to put this down your pants. <laughs> and, like, so he sticks this thing down his pants. And so for the rest of the game, he's on the sideline, ice bag in his pants. Like, just, I mean, literally looks like his dog just died. Yeah, I remember like, that, like, very vividly. That Yeah, that was 20 years ago. I love ago. the best part. The, to me, like, one of the best parts of this is that they take you out of the game and you're just sitting on the sideline, but they don't just go, all right, well, uh, I want you go back to the training room and uh, we'll deal with your uh, situation there behind After closed the, doors. Yeah. They're just like, all right, well, sit on that bench with your, your swollen balls. <laughs> Well, like, if it had been like a broken leg or like a concussion, yeah. like, people people would have like hung out with him the rest of the game. But after like five it's minutes, like I had nobody leprosy was anymore. Yeah. So he's like on the bench by himself, nobody anywhere near him, with an ice bag down his pants, literally like about to cry. Yeah, I probably was crying. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, you said there's video of this. Is this video that we can no, see now? I mean, Hey, it exists probably in the not. I don't know if the Wilson Middle School. No, it was wasn't. It was a uh, Vines Vine. High School. Vine. The Vines yeah. High School uh, vault probably doesn't go back twenty. I just years. I didn't know if you uh, you've saved video of all yeah. millions of other <laughs> idiot things that we did. Oh, I've, I've got the video. Do you really? Oh, I have the video. oh yeah, I've oh, got my. the video. Well, let's send it to me. Yeah, that'd be awesome. We could put it on YouTube. Game changer, Zach. That's a game changer. Seriously, I would love oh, to see it, that. And then, so, like, the next morning, I mean, this, uh, Rick, I mean, you know, Mark, well, this will not surprise you. So, the next day, we're in the locker room, or it was, it would have been, yeah, it would have been the next day, and he's telling us about his balls. Mm-hmm. And true to Mark's form, he, he whips out his black and blue plated <laughs> balls for like the work for like everybody in the locker room to witness the no, carnage. I think it was probably at yeah. lunch. It was at lunch. There were like <laughs> the girls around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, like yeah, it, 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 so everybody everybody got to bear witness to Mark's uh, you know ruined testicles. Oh. Well, hey Zach, hey. hang on, that was actually ten minutes, so I'm gonna stop the recording and then record another one for a future okay. show. So, uh, hang on. <laughs> Thank you, Zach, and we can truthfully say that Zach will be back. Ha, <laughs> that rhymed. Uh, on a show. Good maybe, one. Maybe in a couple of weeks. We recorded a couple of stories with Zach. Um, so we'll, we'll hear more from, from him in, uh, in a week or two. So thank you, Zach. Yes. It is now time for the Assembly Tip of the Week, something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human. And this one's going to be about stress management and uh, meditation. And this comes from a uh, book, uh, One Spirit Medicine by Alberto Villaldo. Oh, you're really close, I feel like. (laughs) Keep trying. Keep going. V-I-L-L-O-L-D-O. How would you say that? Uh, V-I-L-L what? Uh, O-L-D-O. Villaldo? Villaldo? I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, okay. So here it is. <clears throat> From television and internet alone, we're exposed to more stimuli in a week than our Paleolithic ancestors were exposed to in a lifetime, and we're continually running to keep up with the new information to the point that we're chronically exhausted. I can't count how many times I've heard someone say, if it weren't for caffeine, I wouldn't get anything done. Nature designed the brain to deal with only one lion roaring at us at a time, not the entire jungle turning against us. Now, however, our brain is too overtaxed to spend time sorting through all the data, much less looking at it with fresh eyes and deciding what is or is not a crisis and what, if anything, needs to be done about it. There's a little bit more to the, the 
quote, but I'm going to stop it there. And I, you know, that's one of the things I always talk about. Like the book, uh, zebras don't get ulcers kind of talks about this. Like our stress response is, is there to keep us alive, but when it's turned on all the time, it will kill you. Like there's a uh, definite irony there. Um, and so, uh, the other, the other part of this, um, in, uh, the upside of stress by Kelly, oh man, McGonagall, sorry, all these crazy names, um, mentions that watching TV news after a natural disaster or a terrorist attack, uh, in this, this is, it's relevant, uh, to the current events happening now has consistently been shown to increase the risk of developing depression or post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, there was a study done after the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing where people that watched six or more hours of news after that event were more likely to develop post-traumatic stress symptoms or depression than people who were actually at the bombing. Wow. Like, so that just goes to show you like what your brain can do if you are just caught up in your emotions and worrying and, 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 and having anxiety on stuff that we really can't do anything about. Um, and I, in meditation, sitting and being in the now and, and focusing on an anchor and, and spending time doing those things will absolutely help you deal with that kind of stuff. And I think nobody is, is especially if you're listening to a podcast, like you have technology around you, like no one can escape that. Well, and it, I, I want to talk about what you kind of touched on first, the, uh, the stress response. Yeah. And I actually, last week, uh, as part of uh, my department makes me go through, once, once a year we have uh, just kind of a, an in-service class where we brush up on some things and take some additional training. And we had a, a two-day kind of block of instruction called Blue Courage, you know, you're into it. But it talks <laughs> about that, that that's – and we're talking about the mortality of police officers – and why we get sick and die uh, at crazy disproportionate rates to the general population, why we uh, suffer from depression and PTSD at you know, larger rates, why we're committing suicide at larger, uh, larger ratios than the regular population. And that's part of it is that uh, we are hypervigilant all the time. But our stress response is always turned on right. and you have to stop. You, it's, it's really critical to – effectively manage your stress to where your your system isn't on all the time because it'll kill you which is impossible i mean how do y'all do that i mean it's like every stop you make every Man, every uh, scenario you walk you up for on. hours about that uh, i have developed i've had to develop a kind of a plan of action over the 10 and a half years i've done this uh and uh, i guess it's different for everybody but i i i try not to, i mean I don't want to get too much into it, but uh, it, the, you definitely have to have a. You can see the guys that are twisted up, uh, and yeah. that they're always on, and uh, they seem to be the ones that you know have uh, have more frequent health problems, at least yeah. as, as far as I can well, tell. But you have to turn. You know, whatever, no matter what you do for a living, uh, we're all stressed out. I'm not any more stressed out than anybody else. Yeah. School teachers and bankers and all this stuff. Everyone has these things bearing down in their lives, so it's not just a, a cop thing. Right. Uh, it's an everybody thing. So. Uh, I, and I was actually going to talk to you about this. They, uh, in this kind of class, they advocated, I don't remember what they called it, but uh, breathing in slowly for a four count, holding it for a four count, breathing yeah. out for a four count, box breathing, holding that for a four count. Yeah. And I was like, huh, seems like I've heard that somewhere. Yeah, cool. It's from you. Yeah, you can and, also do, you can do that uh, with I, any interval. You can do it with five or six, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Let's just keep it at four, right? Because you're going to confuse my brain here. I'm going to start doing that uh, for uh, three minutes a day. Cool. I've kind of started here and there. 
Uh, but I'm going to commit to doing that, and I'll report back to you to see how yeah, I feel. Because, and, man, my life is a complete disaster from a stress perspective. Yeah, well, It's and, always something I have to and manage. And what's good about that, about counting, and, and one thing that you can do while you're doing that, I mean, unless you're like driving or something, but like touch your finger, <laughs> think, touch your fingertips together on opposite hands, you know, like your, your left hand and your right hand, like touch your fingertips together on the corresponding fingers. And, am I saying that clearly enough? Um, I think so, yes. Yeah, and, and that... What that, that, that like cross connects your brain, so it's like there does something there to your brain waves on these studies they've done, and then mm-hmm. just and just like concentrating on the breathing and counting is will keep your mind occupied and will keep you from wandering. See, that's that's yeah. uh, my biggest thing about meditation yeah. is why I'm like I've never sat down and done it because I'm like, how do you turn off your mind? Yeah, how do you sit there and go, oh, right. and you don't think about anything yeah. because if I'm not moving. Then my brain is going, yeah, and that's it. You, uh, it's it's because you're concentrating on the one, two, three. You're concentrating yeah. on that. Right. You're not concentrating on oh, I got to mow the lawn, or I got to right. go check the mail, I got to well, pick up kids from school, I got to get this thing done at work. You're not thinking about anything. And one thing that's I'll- that's how you have to, you have to substitute. For me, that's the key. Yeah, it's not. Uh, blanking your mind out because right. that is literally not possible. I don't think. Well, I think and people that, who talk about that, that's that, that they, uh, it's, they're simplifying too me, much. And to me, like the, the meditation that you get all the benefit from is absolutely not turning your mind off. Right? Yeah. That, so, you can't do it. Right. So what it is, like whether you're counting or focusing on your breath, like what I'll do, I've gotten to, I've gotten to a really good rhythm of, and this really works well for me, is that and there's this concept of your, your brain can't think about more than one thing at a time, right? Your right. conscious brain. So if you're thinking about what you're thinking about, that's what you're thinking about. You, does, uh, it, does that make sense? So yes. like it's kind of a weird like sort of a like a cyclical sort of a weird thing but like so I'll sit there and I'm thinking okay my 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 mind is blank I'm I'm breathing so I, and I'll just sit there and wait for the thought okay what thought I, I'm like kind of anticipating like all right what thought's going to pop in like I wonder where my head's going to go is it going to be you know like the getting the kids to school or is it going to be what I'm going to have for dinner or is it going to be like what you know, this conversation I had yesterday and I'm just kind of sitting there as soon as that thought comes in naturally. And I was like, Oh, there it is. Huh? Isn't that interesting that that's what I thought about. That's where my head went. Okay. Back to breathing. And now I'm thinking about, you know, okay, what I'm thinking about, okay, what's the next thing that's going to come into my head. And that alone right there doing that is where the magic happens. Cool. Yeah. So, so it's not like sitting down and, and just trying, trying to blank like, your mind out. Right. Because that's why I've never done it is because I don't think that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Just when you have a thought, recognize it when you have the thought and say, oh, isn't that interesting that I had that thought? I wonder where that thought came from. Huh. Okay. Well, now I'm back to focusing on my breath and breathing in for four and hold, you know, like doing that kind of thing. That's like yeah. where you're going to get all the benefit from. from so the stuff. tip of the week, uh, this is the longest tip of the week ever. Yeah. Is uh, manage your stress. Yeah. <laughs> with manage your stress with meditation. How about that? Okay. There you go. Let's talk. Let's cool. See. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Simplyhumanlifestyle.com. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, in the, in the next month, we're gonna have Luke Norsworthy back on. Yes, uh, he's he. I love Luke. He was our on episode sixty, which was the most listened to episode. I believe it's still the most listened to episode. Uh, he was our guest on that, so hopefully we'll uh, we can continue the the momentum with Luke's popularity. Um, and uh, yeah, so follow me on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Periscope at simplyhuman52. Email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. Uh, like us on Facebook. We got a lot of. Uh, Facebook likes here recently. Go to um, the website. You can see uh, the show notes. Uh, we're going to have a link to the JASA retreat and uh, some of the other stuff that we talked about on today's show. And leave us a review on iTunes. 
and a rating. Yes. Do that. Any publicity is good publicity. Martin. I'm not sure that's true. If you went to jail for being a serial killer, I think people would stop listening to the podcast. Maybe I should rethink that. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening. Yeah, ask Jared Fogel. Any publicity is good publicity. Jeez, Bill Cosby. Subway sandwich. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. I know there's a lot of things out there. Appreciate you making this part of your day. So that is going to do it for this edition of the Human Podcast. And remember, here's how not to dress in the '90s. So until next time, enjoy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.